So we're all gonna free ball it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hope it works out. <laughs> yeah. uh, welcome back to Cinema Adventures, where three friends sit around and talk about the hottest movies, TV shows, and everything in between. My name is Randy. I'm Naughty. Not fail. Boom, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> On the first try. Oh, man. Uh, we are going to talk about The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. It's a new series, just came out recently. We're going to get into all 10 episodes. This is a full season review. Uh, unfortunately, I only watched about half, but Nadi and Feo have seen the whole thing. So spoilers ahead for everybody listening. Uh, let's just get into it. So we'll start with the plot description real quick. Flashing between the past and the present, a fractured family confronts haunting memories of their old home and a terrifying event that drove them from it. It's got a great cast. Let's see, we got Harvey Thomas, uh, Elizabeth Renser, Renser? <laughs> Oliver Jackson Cohen, uh, Katie Seagal, uh, we got Mitchell Huseman, Huseman? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that. <laughs> and then uh, Nadi's favorite, I'll let him say her name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Carla Gugino. <laughs> she is so gorgeous. Um, and they play the Crane family. Uh, they purchased a home or a mansion at that, and they're renovating it and hoping to flip it. And this took place in the 90s, correct? I think they said like 94, 95? Mm, yeah, early 90s. Yeah, early, early 90s. 90s yeah. Um, so let's start with episode one, sort of the setup. Each episode uh, is really awesome, and I think they did something really cool here where they each, the first five episodes are about each uh, child, and it starts with the eldest child, and then it works its way all the way down to the youngest, or quote-unquote youngest, Um, and then it goes from there, and I think it goes into the dad's episode, and then the guys will tell you everything goes down from there, but... First episode is about the oldest son. It is called Stephen Sees a Ghost. Yeah. Oh, my God. So he's the one that claims he's never seen a ghost, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When he was younger, yes. correct? Oh, uh, yeah. When he was younger, yeah. He, he claims that he's never seen a ghost before. And he's actually living off the stories and what had happened to them when they were younger because he is a... Um, novel, book, yeah, he, novelist. he writes novels. Yeah, exactly. But this started his career. He wrote the exactly. book, the, the haunting. First, but the yeah. first book was the haunting of Hill House. Yeah, about everything that had happened to them. When there's they were a lot of there. drama. Yeah, between the family and, and they're all angry about angry that he's making money off of it. Anyways, we'll get we'll get into more of that later on. And uh, the, so the first episode starts off with him. He's at a woman's house speaking to her about her deceased husband and about how she has been, you know, seeing his ghost. And the events that had happened to her in her bedroom, and he's like, "Okay, well, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna want to sleep in that room tonight, yeah. and I'm gonna want to see what will happen. Maybe if I see what you saw, and we'll go from there." So he 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 very much believes it, but debunks it at the same time. I think he even says uh, she asks him like, uh, "How do you live?" after seeing all those events at Hill House. And he says, actually, I've never seen a ghost or seen any of those things. I tell other people's stories. People tell me their ghost stories. Exactly. And I translate them into these books. So unfortunately, I've never seen a ghost. And then he, he says something that I actually really enjoyed. He said, oh, it's not that I've just never seen a ghost. A ghost can be many things. Oh, it yeah. It can be a memory. It can be a scent. It can be this. It can be that. And <laughs> it's very true. Yeah. It's true. It can be that. It could be a memory. It could be anything. So it's, it, I like the, I like that that line in the episode. Yeah, and so it flashes back between that and him in the house. Now I'm a little I 
try to blaze through the season, so I'm a little fuzzy on all the details. But is it the incident? Uh, is his episode, right? Like the night that they leave the house yeah. and his dad grabs him from the bedroom and he's like, come on, let's go. And he hasn't seen anything or anything. And the show does this really cool thing where it jumps around. So like it tells you one story in, in, in one episode from one point of view. And then three episodes later, it's telling that same point of view from another child's perspective. And you're like, oh, I've seen this, but now it's from this angle and we're getting more information. So the show slowly, slowly gives you information. It builds. The suspense is really good. The effects are really good. I like the buildup. So I really enjoyed that. And we found out a lot about each um, character right away. Like the the history, no pun intended, on the house (laughs) and like everything with the family seems immediate. Like immediately you're like, oh, I know exactly how this family is. I know how they operate they're very much like in turmoil and they don't get along and you know, they're, they're family, but they have issues and you get that right off the bat. And that's really cool. Like the way they translated that. So fail, you got any thoughts on the first episode? <laughs> no, it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, not just, <laughs> uh, pass. Yeah. no, it's just more than just enjoying uh, listening to you guys. Um, <laughs> no, I just kind of agree with everything. Uh, um, I just I'm gonna go a little bit more wider on the on the overall. Just kind of like not really touch on them. Just kind of package the the first couple of episodes that they do a lot of story building overall <clears throat> for everybody. And it had for me at least overall the at the beginning of the show it had you know I was like man, I really hope it leads somewhere because they were like I said they were doing a lot of story building and I was like. It better pay off because if the, if it doesn't, I was like, I'm gonna be very disappointed, you know, because they, like you said, almost each character or each person has their their own story, and at at when I first initially started watching, I was like, I wasn't really necessarily kind of vibing with the show because I was like, like I really don't care, like there's not really much attachment to to these people, like you see that they're constantly like in like in turmoil within themselves, and you're just like. Like, I don't care. Like, like, show me the scary stuff. Yeah. Like, this was supposed to be, like, a really scary show. And it was, at first, it was kind of lacking at first. That it wasn't, you know, having a lot of, like, the spookiness and the scariness. It was just more, like, the storytelling. And I was like, come on, just get to the point, get to the point. But after a few episodes, I was like, you know, it, it had me kind of caring and wanting to know what, what these people lived through and what they went, you know, kind of like knowing I wanted to fill in the blanks between because you're getting to see a lot more of their, you know, their, 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 their past. As, as you mentioned, kind of the episodes are jumping back and forth yeah. and you're getting kind of to fill, filling out. It's kind of like they're backtracking. They're moving the story line and then they're kind of backtracking and filling out some of those potholes that they left. And, th- and they're doing it kind of nice in a way, but at, at least at me at the beginning, I was like, it's too slow. I was like, I kind of want it a little quicker. You know what I mean? But No, I agree because remember I had, I had said off air the first like one or two episodes, I was kind of bored. I wasn't really engaged in the show. And then, you know, we get to episode six or seven. Uh, me? I think it's ep- six. Past six. Episode yeah, six. That's I think it's like, six. And I was like, oh, man, this show. Like, I mean, before that, I was I was getting in and in and in. I was, you know, eventually I got to that point where I was just like, man, this show's escalating. But episode six or seven really got me. Yeah. So, um, okay, so let's just move into uh, we'll we'll wrap up uh, episode mm-hmm. one um, by saying that Stephen sees uh, sees a ghost. What that means is uh, he gets a call from his sister, uh, the youngest sister, correct? Yeah. 
Um, and then he arrives home. His uh, brother, who is a drug addict, uh, is leaving his apartment with items, a uh, camera and a, like a laptop and like a iPad. Yeah. And it looks like he's robbing him basically yeah. for money to buy drugs. He's like, it's not what it seems. He's like, here, here's 200 bucks. Give me back the iPad. Take the other stuff. You can sell it. He goes upstairs. Uh, he gets a phone call from his dad saying, you know, your sister's in trouble. We need, we need to find your sister. He turns around and he sees his sister. And then he's like, how did you get in here? Da, 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 blah, blah, blah. And then he, she appears right in front of him and scares the shit out of him. And she disappears. And he's like, whoa. And it's like, so he finally saw a ghost. Mm-hmm. But it was his sister. And yeah. I was like, whoa. So that was, that, that was the coolest part of that episode for me. I was like, okay, we're seeing ghosts finally. Like, it's called Haunting of Hill House. Like, let's see some ghosts. Let's see some stuff. Also, quick trivia is apparently there's over, I don't know exact amount, but there's over like maybe like 20 or 30 hidden ghosts in the show in the background. Mm -hmm. So every episode has a hidden ghost that you don't see. So there's ones that they're like, hey, look at this ghost. But there's also just random ones that you're not supposed to notice, apparently. Apparently, they... I don't want to... You have to wait. Yeah, you have to wait. wait. Let's move into episode two, Open Casket. Uh, A devastating family tragedy stirs memories of traumatic losses, reminding Shirley of her first brush with death and awakening a long dormant fear. So Shirley is the next eldest uh, child. She's the oldest daughter, correct? Um, Mm -hmm. And it's flashbacking between her as... uh, She basically runs a mortuary, right? And she's a... Uh, what do you call that? Uh, like a makeup. Mortician. Mortician. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Sorry. I was like trying to find the word. She's a mortician, <laughs> which is, see, they all picked interesting careers yeah, or jobs. Like yeah. the oldest son, he writes books, scary stories. Exactly. Yeah. She works in a mortuary, Mortu- dead yeah. people. And then Theodora yeah. is a, psycho- a kid psychologist. Yeah. She's a, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll get there. Hang oh, on. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that yeah. one. That one. Um, that one got me too. Uh, no, so, epi- episode two. Um, they find out that this, the youngest sister has passed away. Um, basically, uh, Shirley wants to do the autopsy, wants to, you know, do the whole thing. And they're like, you shouldn't be doing this. And she's like, I'm the only one that can. And so she fixes her up. Um, which, which by the way, I didn't realize how much stuff they have to do when they, when they have, when they, you know, when uh, someone passes away? Exactly. When, someone, oh, okay. when they're getting the body ready for uh, um, a burial. Oh, I don't know all the That's details either. Crazy. But yeah, there's a lot. Like the part yeah. where she where she has to like cut open her head. Mm-hmm. And like I don't know what she does with her brain or whatever, but yeah, that's well, they nuts. I think they, they examine to, them just to make sure, yeah. like, uh, yeah, uh, um, what are they called? Uh, just diseases that run through the family. Or yeah, just, just yeah. I think it's just precautionary. Just it's just to crazy. See if like, it's something that they well, miss. also they have to take out. I mean, not to get too graphic, guys. Uh, tune out now, listeners. <laughs> um, <laughs> they have to take out every single organ, organ. Yeah, and all that, that stuff yeah. because that's the full, yeah. you know, rot and yeah, smell. Exactly. So you don't yeah. want your dead, your loved one smelling, yeah, especially with crazy. an open casket. But I mean, the, the <laughs> part the part that got me was um, where she has to cut the back of her head and fold over her her basically her, her head back. flap, her head <laughs> flap. We're getting, to open we're getting her graphic. brain. It's crazy. <laughs> and then she sews it back up. And uh, you can tell, like, the look in her face is just like, this is terrible. This is my little, this is my baby she, sister. When she's on the phone with her brother and she's yeah. like, well, you need to get him here because I'm arm deep in our sister. And yeah. like, hangs up the phone. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, damn. damn. No, she says, I'm elbow deep in our sister's yeah. chest cavity right now. Deal with it. Yeah. I was like, damn. Damn. That's deep, dude. Like, that's right? hard. So, 
Uh, she's dealing with that, which is probably super traumatic, oh, but she's yeah. turned off her emotions a little yeah. bit. Um, and she's flashing back to her childhood, and it's a, a parallel story between her finding uh, these kittens in a little shack or shed. Mm-hmm. Shed. And she wants to nurse them back to health because the mama died. Um, but then the, the cats are getting sick. Is that what's happening? Or are yeah, they cursed? Because um, kittens that young need to be with their mother for a period of time. Otherwise, they will die. Okay. So they start dying off yeah. very quickly. And it escalates to the point where one of them, she, she believes one of them is dead. They're, they want to bury it with her. Or they want to, you know, the family wants to help her bury it. She's like, oh, no, wait, she's alive. She's alive. And the kitten's kind of moving, and you're like, what the hell? Yeah, okay, maybe it's see, trying to breathe. You can see its jowls moving. Yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden, uh, is it a cockroach it, or is it? It's a beetle. A beetle yeah. pops out of the kitten's mouth, and the girl just screams, and you get like her first brush with death and all this stuff, and you can see how her life led her here. So that episode was messed up. It was truly messed <laughs> I, up. <laughs> full disclosure, I, I fucking put it on mute. <laughs> Because <laughs> I was like, something's popping out of that cat's mouth. I don't want to see what it is. So I just fucking put it on movie review real quick. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I actually did that quite a bit during this show. Because <laughs> I was like, I know something terrible is going to happen. I'm just going to sit it on mute. Um, so that's open casket in a nutshell. Um, obviously, the rest of the family is trying to get to... Uh, where are they? Uh, they're, they're in um, Boston? No. The mansion's in Boston. So they're but in Massachusetts, the family, the, or? Uh, Massachusetts, yeah. But the the family uh, as adults are spread spread across the world. So uh, the the U.S. Um, so Stephen is in California. Is in California along with Nell. Nell and yes. Lucas. No. Lucas and yeah, Luke. Yeah, he's yeah. there too. He's Lucas there is there at, too at a, at a in rehab, a rehab. A rehab okay. center. Yeah. So they're all in California. Where's the dad? California. The dad, I believe, is in New York. I'm not sure. He's, he's somewhere on the I east coast. He came, I, I, I think he came to California to find the daughter. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because he, they all flew home. In episode four or yeah. five. So, okay. So, yeah, that's open casket. Um, the youngest daughter has died tragically. Um, the family's kind of spread out, and they're, they're on their way back. So we'll move into episode three, Touch. Let's see here. The plot description for this one. Theo sees shades of herself in a troubled young patient, a girl who's haunted by a menacing grin of Mr. Smiley. This episode. <laughs> this is where stuff oh, gets cranked man. up. This is where, yeah, they definitely, yeah. they, oh, man. So, as we said before, the, uh, Theo, as an adult, uh, becomes a child psychologist. Because she finds out when she's younger, that she has she, a gift. Yeah, she has a gift that when she touches people. Things, too. And things, yeah. She can. Um, she gets a sense for what happened. The, but not just that, just like the deepest, darkest part of it. Yeah. Of any any person, any any like house object, it's always like the worst part of them. So yeah, so yeah. it's flashing back between her being a, a kid and an adult, um, and she's dealing with a new patient, mm-hmm. and she says, you know, Mister Smiley um, always gets in. She's very creeped out by this, and she's troubled by it. And, she, and then she's and, like, Mister Smiley lives in the basement. Yeah, lives in the basement, mm-hmm. and she lives at a foster home. The the little girl. Yeah. And they said, all her foster kids are fine. You know, none of them had issues except for her. And she's like, we'll figure it out. We'll crack it. What was creepy was in the office, in Theo's office, there's that poster with a smiley face on it. And mm-hmm. the girl just stands and stares at it while they're talking outside the room. And I'm like, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Theo wears gloves. 
So we right away you notice why is she wearing gloves in almost every scene, um, especially around a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's because as soon she can't control it. Obviously, the minute she touches something, she gets a sense or a feel. We don't quite understand. Like it literally, she can figure out like through walls what stuff is behind there. She can kind of get a sense. It seems at one point she almost has premonitions of the future, yeah. but she can also read the past. So, mm-hmm. so very, basically she's rogue yeah. from X that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so she gets, uh, she's got, you know, the ability of touch and it flashes back to her figuring this power out because she's always cold and everything she's touching in the house. She kind of helps her siblings um, find out what uh, this kind of like an intercom system in the old house is. Yeah. And then she helps her dad find a bottle, like a vintage bottle of wine or something. Uh, no, it was um, scotch. Scotch. And so she's getting these abilities. The mom notices and says, here, these are your grandma's gloves. And she kind of says, uh, you know, we've all have this, uh, we're sensitive. Mm-hmm. You know, the family is sensitive and some are stronger than others. And yours is very sensitive. And uh, I thought it was funny because she kept saying sensitive. I'm like, you're calling your daughter sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> um, she gives her the gloves. And we so we get the backstory on why she's always wearing gloves. Um, and uh, then she goes to the foster home, right? Because she's uh, remembering yeah. all these memories of yeah, exactly, touching exactly, things. Yeah. And she decides to swing by the, the, the foster home. And she's like, you know, can I just go see your basement? Let me, let me just go check it out. And then I know it's odd, but let me let me check it out. So she goes down there. She's touching everything in the basement. She's not picking up anything. Nothing. Which you're like, all right, what the hell's going on here? Until she finally sits down, down on, on the, the couch, couch, lays down. In the worst and, look on her face. Oh, yeah, the worst possible look on her face. She starts and crying. She starts crying, and she's like, <gasps> and you're like, what the fuck's going on? And then yeah. that's when you realize that she's picking up on what happened there. Yeah. And she looks up at the ceiling, Yep. and that's when you see it. You see Mr. Smiley's face. In the notches in the old wood. So if you've ever seen old wood, it has these sort of notches in it, mm-hmm. and it looks perfectly like a crooked smile, like a messed up smile. But actually, we should back this up a little bit. I forgot about the creepiest scene in the episode. She's sleeping, and the little girl got into her head enough because she shook her hand. Yeah. She saw Mr. Smiley at the edge of her bed. Yeah, and that, that freaked me the that hell out, That was creepy dude. as hell, yeah. dude. That was yeah. so cool, He though. just... He pulls the blanket and then just imagine this creepy wood smile looking at you like a person. And he just crooks smile and she's like, oh, she like wakes up and you're like, holy crap. Yeah. (laughs) So I thought at that point in the episode, I think it was a halfway mark. I thought he was real. Like I was like, oh, we're going to see a Mr. Smiley ghost. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Mr. Smiley turned out to be the uh, foster father. He was unfortunately, you know, it's a little taboo, but he was, you know, molesting his foster kid yeah really gross and really disgusting terrible and so theo finds this out she walks upstairs she's like uh you know there was nothing you know it's just a normal basement Mm -hmm. Uh, i'll see you later and she shakes his hand without the glove on without the glove on she stares at him stops smiling and he's like what are you looking at she's like your smile and i'm like oh even though he's not smiling (laughs) he's not smiling and he kind of is like what the fuck and she leaves the house, and uh, next thing you see is she's on the phone outside the house. She's calling uh, CPS yep. on them, and she's like, have I ever been wrong before? So we find out that Theo's done this before, so, and she's trying to help kids. And So hold on. Let know. me ask you really quick. When, you, when she said that, how did the whole, you're smiling, or their smile, how did it hit you? Like, what, you, what went through your head when, when she said that to him? And he was kind of like, what the fuck? I was what like, were your thoughts? I was like, got him. Yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty much I was just like, as soon as she touched his hand, 
I was like, oh, she, yeah, she knows. It's, yeah, exactly. It's hundred percent. There's done. no, there's no room for error. Oh, okay, because the, the the way I kind of read it was like deep down inside his own fucking twisted mind is like he thinks that he was going to get away with it the way I kind of oh. read into it so deep down I think he thought like he was smiling because he's like you came in here you laid down and you did everything you needed you, were, you thought you were going to find something you found nothing oh we should, we should we should say Theo went into the basement by herself yeah so when she came back out and said I didn't find anything. Fail, you're 100% right. I agree with you so right I now. Think, you just convinced me. So I think <laughs> that's, like, that's... I got what, away with it. Yeah, yeah, as she was basically leaving and saying, yeah. like, I'm doing all this horrible things to this child, and yeah. nobody's going to stop me, and not even you, and you're considered the best at what you do, or, or you know... It's or, your job. Yeah, your job, and I'm getting away with this. And it was one of those sick things that, you know, you always hear about just people and, you know, psychology. I mean, I'm all into that, that creepy, like, you know... Move, um, what's it called like psychology of you know serial killers and stuff like that yeah um, so I thought that's kind of what he meant like just that smile that he had underneath his you know exterior just for all his evil shit that he was doing to his little poor little girl he thought I'm gonna get away with it yep and then because even, right. even as he's walking out as they're arresting him and everything he turns around and is looking at her or kind of looking like how did you confused know? like yeah. how how did she figure How it out? did she get to that, like, to the point where he, mm-hmm. she knew? Yeah. And I think that's where the whole smile. And I, and I told my wife, she's like, damn, you got all that from that? I was like, well, you know, I get lucky sometimes. Right? I tend to read <laughs> maybe a little bit too much into some some of these uh, in-between-the-lines. I think you things. nailed that episode. But um, And also. Hard. It was hard to watch. Uh, yeah, no, that, that was, was hard, to watch. hard to watch. And then we will find out in a later episode. But in that same episode, Touch, she, play a the, little bit more. the very end. Uh, or towards the end of that episode, she goes downstairs and touches her sister. Yeah, and who's laying on the on the. She like lets out the worst curdle scream I've ever heard, like painful. And oh yeah, seen because yeah. she we don't see what she sees, but she basically sees what happens to her sister, her younger sister who passed away, mm-hmm. and it's haunting. Like no no pun intended again, it's really haunting because she freaks the hell out. She calls this girl that she met at the club. And then they have an interaction where she's just like, you know, how was your day? <laughs> you want to hear about my fucking day? Can you, we just like, you know, hook up already? <laughs> like, yeah. you know, so that was that episode. Um, very creepy. That yeah. I think that was when I started to get, okay, I'm on yeah. board. Because episode one and two, I was like, all right, okay, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And then three, I was like, oh, okay, Mr. Smiley. <laughs> you know, the, um, part, the part where she says that. She, the, the little girl was so messed up by what was happening to her that she had to create a monster to make her understand what was going on in yeah, her well, life. Yeah, that that's messed, messed up, up dude. Well, yeah, because because so well, because I mean, you think about it, like try to. Th- I mean, it, a child's mind can never no, be yeah. like as adults can never yeah. be comprehended. So it's like think of a you know a child like doesn't understand what sex mm-hmm. or any of this is. You know, all they know is that somebody that they trust that. That they're supposed think to it's trust. supposed to protect yeah. them and you know look after them is doing this fucking horrible thing to them. Like, how else do you you know manifest it other than a monster? And yeah, you know, because it's, it's basically what it is. Is like when basically you you know because this person puts up a different front in public. Oh yeah, I'm he's your like the best dad in the I'm world. your protector. Yeah. I'll take care of you. All this, but behind closed doors, he's you know a monster. You know. No, no, and he looks everything. If you looked at him, you'd be like, "Oh, that's a normal dude. He's got glasses tucked in his shirt, good smile, clean shaven. He just looks—he looks normal. He looks like a normal guy." 
would never think twice, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, you know, and I mean, and you know how they say just typically with all that stuff that is like, it's always, you know, when child molesters or stuff like that happens, it's always whoever's closest to you. And it's kind of sad and crazy that we we really think about all that stuff. Yeah. So needless to say, that was an intense episode and uh, really escalates things quite a bit. I mean, the whole show, I feel like each episode just keeps building on this escalation of like intensity and and trying to traumatize you more yeah. and more yeah because um, and yeah and like each episode had you know up to like uh, they had those one moments that it's that's little story that's building up to that one event which uh, initially i wasn't liking because like, like i previously said you know but it, like you said each episode was escalating it it was getting making it worse and worse or not necessarily worse but just the 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 scare and the story was just going that much deeper. And I think that's what, what, what hooks people into it. Um, but yeah, the, the, those episodes, like I said, just as we keep on moving on to them, it's just, they get deeper and more intense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to the point where I actually jumped out of the couch and I haven't gotten scared or anything. It's, it's been such a long time that a movie's actually scared me that, like I said, I was surprised that, you know, once I, once I, once it scared me, I'm like, all right. I was like, I stopped the movie, the episode and was like, I, I got to give it a like. I was like, <laughs> give it a thumbs up on the old Netflix. And I was like, it got me. I was like, it nice. got me. Um, so, yeah, let's move right into the next episode. The twin thing. Uh, still wrestling with his addiction and an unshakable fright and frantic. Luke tries to save a friend while sensing his twin sister is in danger. Uh, this episode is also very, very aggressively traumatic. Uh, we get a peek into Luke's life as an addict and him in recovery and trying to get better. He's befriended a girl who's nine months clean, correct? Yeah, she's uh, she's yeah, been nine I months clean. Remember. She sort of supported him and his recovery, and he's 90 days clean um, when we catch up with him. And then we get flashbacks of the cute twins back and forth, um, and he receives a hat, a bull hat, right? <laughs> <clears throat> a bowl hat from his a bowler hat. yeah a bowler hat uh they find it in the house they find a lot of things in this house mm-hmm. um they find this hat and they give it to him and uh he kind of wears it everywhere and it's connected to a ghost in the house oh yeah dude. oh yeah and uh there's a moment where uh luke wakes up as a child and hears something knocking in the hallway mm. <laughs> he goes out he opens the door into the hallway and at first, you don't notice anything. You're like, oh, there's nothing out there. There's a big, uh, you know, um, curtain. And then that curtain turns into a giant, tall person in a trench coat with a cane floating. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And the funny thing was, I, I was laughing because I'm like, holy crap, this thing is huge, this ghost. And it's going door to door. And it's kind of looking for something. And you're like, oh, God. So Lucas... Or uh, Luke obviously closes the door, runs under his bed, which I'm like, bro, you didn't even try and save your sister. No, nope. He's like, fuck her. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> He's like, nah, I'm going to save myself. So he hides into the bed. The giant ghost with the cane comes into the room, floats. It's a really cool effect because all you see yeah. is feet and a cane, which is really awesome. Uh, he goes over to the sister for a quick second, doesn't really do anything, turns around, comes to Luke's bed uh, and finds the hat. And you see in the shadow that he puts the hat on and he was just looking for his hat the whole time. And just before he's about to leave the room, he gets to the door. Luke sneezes or coughs? No, he's like... <gasps> oh, he like breathes. Yeah. And it comes back and it slowly comes over, builds tension. You're like, God 
damn it. You're like, oh, this is freaking me out. And the ghost just lifts up the blanket. You see his giant hand. And he like peeks his head down and then Luke screams and then it cuts back to the present day. And you're like, holy crap. Like, this is messing me up, man. Yeah. Um, we And then Luke's in recovery. Um, he finds out the next morning that his friend has bailed on recovery and has left the building after nine months of being clean. She left. And she left a note saying like something like, don't follow me, correct? Don't, yeah. don't come after yeah, me. Yeah, don't come after me. Been. Obviously, he's going to go after her. In doing so, he'll probably get kicked out too, which I think he does, right? He does. Yeah, he does. And then it flashes back to him talking to his sister about her issues, which we find out in the next episode. But he's, he does this really cute thing where he goes, uh, here's seven buttons. There's seven of us, seven family members. Count them. And it helps. It keeps the bad things out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then count it again. And so he kind of shows his twin sister this cute little ritual that he does. And I was like, oh, man, that's really heartfelt. Like the two kids, like the twin kids are really cute together. Like they work really good. They have chemistry. Everyone on the show has chemistry. Um, And they Uh, all feel like a real family, eh. except for the dad. I would say the dad is the one. But I think he's supposed to be the outsider, you know? I just, even the actor himself, I just, (laughs) I don't know. I just, I I didn't like him at all. Older or younger dad? Older. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't don't like the older dad. I mean, I like him in Leverage. He's from Leverage, that TNT show. Mm. Um, But I don't like him on this show so far. I didn't finish the season. So, so far, I don't like him. Also, he hasn't, he's only been in like one or two episodes for me. So, I haven't seen him. I mean, he's a, he's a constant presence throughout the, throughout the show. Um, But yeah, I just, I don't, like I said, I don't know if it's the actor or just, the lines, the way he delivered them. I don't know. It just seems so... And, and I mean, maybe I don't know that's part of it, that he's supposed to be just kind of awkward and weird and um, just, like, very, like, off-hand parenting, I guess. I don't know. Like I said, it just... Yeah, it just didn't... I, for whatever reason, I just couldn't... I, he was not a very likable character for me. No, no, no. I agree. I just don't... I don't know. I don't... I can't get a read on him so far yes. where I'm at in the season, and I don't really like him. <laughs> but I think that's a testament to the actor because you're not supposed to like the dad. <laughs> so yeah, you know, yeah, I guess it I guess presents it. Right. But Elliot from ET, freaking, <laughs> I love him. And Naughty texts me, he's like, yes. you know, it's Elliot, right? And I'm yeah. all, oh yeah, it's Elliot. Yep. Um, he's great as the younger dad, um, in my opinion. I like him a lot. As yeah. The dad. Yeah. I mean, the, the what what'd you think about the chemistry between uh, the mom and the dad? She's out of his league. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I don't think definitely. I don't think they had that good of chemistry. Although I, I, I don't feel know like if it's one of the scenes together. I don't know if one of those one of those things out there. She's just so like good looking that it's like, like really. I mean, come on, they're just so like not a good pair. Like they needed more, like more of a. I don't know. I, I can't even think of a person that would be a fair, like a good match with her. Because I mean, I don't like I said. I don't know. It's just or maybe the guy would. Because I mean, she was was wasn't she the one from uh, uh, Gerald's Game? Yeah, yeah. The, yeah. The, yeah. She yeah, had was. she had good chemistry with that actor on that movie. Mm-hmm. You know, just the whole intense of like he was like down talking down to her and everything. I, you know, some somebody like that. I don't want to go off topic like we usually do, but after the podcast, please tell me about that movie because I want to watch it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just remind me after yeah, the podcast. Yeah, no, definitely. Sorry. Went off topic a little bit. Um, but so in the episode, a twin thing, uh, Luke is searching for his friend. He finds his friend. Um, he says, don't worry, I'm going to help you. He calls the facility. He says, look, I found her. You know, she needs to come down safe. You know, she's done drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, please, like, let us come back. I haven't done anything. 
please let us come back. She's like, you know the rules. I'm sorry. You can't come back. He's like, shit. He's all figure something out. He's like, I'm going to help you. We're friends. Don't worry. You had my back. I'll have your back. He's all, I know what I'm going to do. So he, his plan is to go to his brother Steven's house in California and ask them to borrow some money to get a hotel room so they can come down safe or stay at that house. Yeah. He gets there. He realizes very quickly that uh, they're no longer together. I guess they had some issues. Um, and while he's talking to the, the wife, um, which Stephen and his wife are separated, he, has a, he starts looking into the, towards the dining room and has a, uh, a flashback of when he came over for his, the last two months of mm-hmm. sobriety, 60 yeah. days. He had a 60-day sobriety, and he went over there for dinner. He had a day pass. And uh, basically, his brother's an asshole. Steven's just a dick, and he's just like, you know, you burned me too many times. Why should I have to give you any, you know, kind of like... Any money. Yeah, support. any money, any support, any kind of leeway. You know, why do I have to do that? Like, that's not fair, you know? And he's like, I understand you really like this girl, but why do... I, and because his brother, Lucas, you know, can you give her a chance, please? She's been very helpful and nice to me. Can you just please give her a chance? And he's like, I'm sorry, I gave you all all my chances. Like, it's kind of fucked up. Yeah. And he's like, thanks. That's what I really needed after 30 days of sobriety to come here and feel like shit. So appreciate that. Yeah, exactly. Um, then it flashbacks to when he was a kid again. Um, I can't remember the... Oh, oh, he wants to go... No, that was in the touch episode where he goes down into the basement, huh? Yeah, it's a touch yeah. episode. Okay, we skipped cool. that part, but uh, it's okay. Um, so then he's on the he's on the streets... Uh, he's like, goes back to Steven's apartment. He finds out the address and that's where we see he's robbing him of all his stuff. And yeah. we thought in an earlier episode that he was high and trying to steal stuff to sell it to get drugs. He wasn't. He was trying to help his friend. He comes downstairs. He gets 200 bucks from Steven. Um, they, he, they walk out. He's like, okay, I got the money. She's like, oh my God, you're amazing. And they're walking and then she kisses him. Steals the money mm-hmm. and says she's gonna go pee in the alley real quick and fucking just vanishes. Fuck, felt so bad in that moment. I was like, because Susie called it. She's laying next to me. She's like, she stole this money. And I was like, no, she didn't. He's like, she stole this money. <laughs> I'm like, how? And sure enough, she did. And I was like, damn it. Um, and he he tries to chase her down, run after. Her. He's like, we're in a bad part of town. Eventually, I think it's almost daylight. He gets jumped. Yeah, which he why, gets jumped and why robbed. Why these guys? Jump I don't know. Tweaker, like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, so they jump and rob him. Um, yeah, they jack his shoes, his shirt, or his jacket, and he's walking along the street, shoeless, without a jacket, cold, and that's when you realize that he's being followed, and he's being followed by the guy in the boulder hat. Yeah, it's awesome. It's so cool because yes. he just keeps showing up yes. throughout the episode. He'll like turn to go to the, in the opposite direction. Did he's, you notice he kept getting closer yes, too? Yes. Yes. So not like. Super close, but in the first mm-hmm. the first time we see him, yeah. he's across he's, the street. Exactly. He's a good distance away. And then the next time we see him, he comes around the corner, and he's about, what, 100 feet away, mm-hmm. maybe? And then he gets keeps getting, he just keeps running into this mm-hmm. thing, and then that's when that ritual starts where he goes, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And I didn't understand what he was saying right away. Yeah. But then, and he looks like a crazy person. He's beat up. He has no shoes on. He's mm-hmm. counting to himself. He looks nuts. Yeah. He's walking around. He's trying to keep this thing out. And then eventually it turns around. He turns around to face it because in a flashback when he was a kid, uh, they say something like he's always been the scared one or something. Like he's yeah. always been the, the, yeah. the most fearful of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just, man, you, the, all the stuff that he saw as a child and living in that house, I could see why he 
says in the episode, he's like, I did drugs to keep things uh, uh, in my past away. Like, so I didn't have to see them. I get it now. He's like, I don't want to see these things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to remember those, th- those nights in that house and everything that happened to me. So I was like, wow, that's why he turned to addiction. This show deals with a lot of issues, man. Yeah. Like it touches on a lot of sensitive stuff. Um, a lot of, it. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, then his brother, Steven picks him up, tells him, you know, this, this, he's like, uh, he's like, Steven, I'm cold. My, my bones feel, uh, stiff. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm shaking. It's like, I'm coming down, but I'm yeah, not, I didn't exactly. do any drugs. I exactly. swear to God. Yeah. And Steven's looking at him like, dude, you, you said that's what happens when you come down. Mm-hmm. Like he just thinks he's high. And, uh, you could tell he's looking at him like, nah, dude, you're probably high. And then he's like, no, uh, there's something wrong. I can't get warm. And he's like, I need to tell you about Nell. You know, Nell died. And he's like, holy shit. And it hits him. And he realizes, oh, that's why I'm cold. That's why I'm feeling this way. Because throughout the episode, he kept saying, oh, I broke my foot one time. And Nell's ankle hurt for like a week. And then she called me. And she's like, did you break your foot? What happened to you? Are you okay? So they're like connected. It's a twin thing. Yeah. Uh, hence the episode title. Oh, man. Just, just a rough, rough episode in general. <laughs> Dealing with addiction and you know, frightening imagery and drugs and recovery. It's, yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. And it kind of yeah. gives you, and you know, cause the whole time you think the the brother's just a, a fuck up for no reason, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, as the, as the episode keeps on going on, it kind of gives you this whole glimpse of why he's basically running away or why he's turned to addiction. And you kind of feel bad for the guy. Cause it's kind of like, I mean, what would you do if you had these constant, you know, visions or dreams or whatever, you just can't rest and your only sort of escape is, you know, just basically drugging yourself or numbing yourself down to the point to a stupor till you can't know or feel anything or can't be awake for to see any of this stuff. It basically be unconscious your whole the whole time. I was like it was pretty bad. Like, I mean, what else would you do if you're if you're in the situation that where you're constantly being haunted? It's like and no, or nobody believes you or, or, you know, just they think you're just, you know, people are going to think you're fucking crazy and put <laughs> you in the fucking loony bin. So, um, yeah, it's hard. It it's is really hard. hard. Yeah. And then uh, we'll go ahead and transition into the next episode, which is Bent Neck Lady. Mm-hmm. Oh, A God. dark specter with an unsettling silhouette has haunted Nell since she was a girl. Now the Bent Neck Lady is back and she's calling Nell home. Oh, okay. This so this episode is intense. Oh man! So I just want to get into the twist just off the it. bat. Just is that it. cool? Just yeah, go it. for it. So the whole episode, Nell keeps seeing this bent neck lady in a white dress. You can hardly see her face because it's kind of dark. Mm-hmm. And she's been seeing this bent neck lady ever since she, she was, was a kid, kid at Hill House. Yeah. yeah, since she was a child at Hill House, it's freaked her out. And Nell has sleep paralysis where her her mind wakes up before her body, so she's kind of frozen. It's a very terrifying um, actual, not not disease, what am I thinking? Disorder. Disorder that a lot of people deal with, actually. It's very common. Um, a lot of times people wake up and feel paralyzed, and they can't move, and it freaks them out, and they hyperventilate, and they whatever. But she deals with it. And so she's had it since she was a child. You find that out right away. And it's probably mostly connected to this ghost. So this bent neck lady shows up all the time and throughout her life, throughout some of her most, you know, intense moments in her life. And you find out at the very end of the episode that she is the bent neck lady. Mm-hmm. Whoa. It, <laughs> it is one of the craziest, badass twists I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Where I, 
it, up until the last very moment, I don't know how you guys felt about the the very moment where Nell, um, un, I don't think she commits suicide, but she's convinced yeah, yeah. into committing suicide. Yeah. Uh, Nell returns to her, the family home, Hill House, um, is riddled with visions, and she's sort of in a terrible state, and she's kind of daydreaming a little bit, and then the ghost convinced her to basically hang herself. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't really commit suicide, but she does. And you see her snap her neck. The camera holds on her. She's still, like, alive, but with a bent neck, and she falls. And it's this really cool effect. Boom. Floor by floor. Floor by floor. As she goes through every time she saw the bent neck lady. Mm -hmm. And you find out, oh, my God, she was the bent neck lady the whole time. And when she screamed at her when she was a little kid, it was Nell trying to say something. Mm -hmm. But she couldn't say anything because she was in sleep paralysis. Super creepy. Oh my god. Such a good twist. That Dude. was like such a mind blown. Such yeah. a mind blown. Did no. you guys figure it out before I call, that? I called it at the beginning of the episode. Did you I don't really? remember which scene it was, but oh, I did. Man. I called it at the beginning of the episode. I don't believe you. I, I don't did. believe you either. I did. I did. <laughs> I called I did. yes. And, and I don't know why, like not to be fucked up, but it's just like it's one of those things that was like, if I couldn't spot it, I don't believe anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> just, well, I'm so, sorry, I did. I did. I called it. So you you find out Nell. Basically, uh, was dealing with sleep paralysis her whole, her whole entire life, seeing this ghost. Uh, she meets this intern, I believe, who does sleep paralysis studies mm-hmm. and helps uh, people basically deal with sleep paralysis and, and pull themselves out of it and coach them through it. Right away, I don't know how you guys felt about this, chemistry between the two. I knew that was going to be her future husband in the flashback. But I was like, oh, my God, these two people are so adorable. <laughs> like, they had so much chemistry right off the bat. She's like, because he asked her a question on the questionnaire. Like, and he says, do, do you, you drink coffee? coffee? <laughs> and, and she goes, are you asking me out? <laughs> and he goes, well, I was going to wait until after when we were done. But, yeah. yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm so. At first, she's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to, like, jump, like, assume or anything. He's like, no, 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 no. I was going to ask you, but not until the end. So they're very <laughs> flirty. And then it sort of... Um, I don't say it skips, but it, it does sort of uh, a run through mm-hmm. of what happens after that. So they they go on a bunch of dates and it's very cute and it's got cute music and they're laughing, they're smiling. And then it's New Year's Eve 2015. Uh, yeah, sure. 2015, 2014. <laughs> and it's kind of shot where they're the two standing in front of the TV mm-hmm. counting down and all their friends and family are standing behind the couch in a living room. And you're like, that's weird, like, placement of everybody. Why is nobody together? And sure enough, he hands her a glass of champagne. She drinks it, and there's a, there's a ring in the bottom. She kind of tears up, looks at the family members, and he's proposing, and then it goes through the wedding. Uh, it's really, it's touching. really touching, nice, and beautiful. Yeah. But they only do that in, or in the early part of the episode just to fucking ruin your life towards the end <laughs> with all the <laughs> torment and everything because her husband... Yes. Helps her through the sleep paralysis, uh, wakes her up, and you see how they handle it. So every time it happens or when it does happen, the husband goes, okay, breathe, do this. I'll turn the light on. We see it happen once. She gets through it. The second time that we see it, he has a brain aneurysm. Yeah. Or that's what they say. Mm -hmm. But then Nell sees the bent neck lady again, and she's convinced that she killed her husband, which is crazy because it turns out to be her in the end. So... Come to find out, he did actually die from a brain injury. Yeah, so, he, so why would she kill his, her husband? Yeah, yeah, why she kill her own husband? Yeah. And so he he dies. She loses the love of her life. She goes through a spiral down downhill 
And it leads her back to Hill House, where she eventually has to kill herself and finds out she was the bent neck lady mm-hmm. the whole time. How sad was it when she's in the Hill House and they recreate her wedding day and she's dancing with her, with her husband? Yeah. So and you see her go from dancing with her husband to actually being in Hill House, dancing by herself in the creepiness and the dark. Like, that was so hard to watch. Dude, that was so sad. Seeing her dance by herself was like, Oh, so like soul yeah. crushing. Yes, it was. You know, it truly was. Because I kind of felt like I knew what was going to happen next <laughs> or where it was going next that she was no, I knew basically going to hang die. herself. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, no. I but am. I, the, my only complaint about some of these episodes are I couldn't necessarily tell what time period when the flashback was taking place. A lot of guessing. That part, I obviously knew that was going to be the, the scene where she passed away and died. Um, but some of the scenes like with her therapist and them flashing back and forth from California to Massachusetts, I'm like, where are we at in the flashback here? <laughs> like, yeah. it was a little, conf- just a little bit, not like, that's why totally I got, took a, me out. that's why I got, a, I, I honestly, I got lost in a few of the episodes cause I'm like, wait, what? Cause I think they would backtrack a lot. And like I said, and I think I, I mentioned it earlier that I was like, they would kind of lay out one layer of the story and then kind of go back and fill out some of those potholes. But I think I, you know, part of it was like I, I get a little confused, and I don't know if it was just maybe me. Um, and I think that's uh, I struggled a little bit with the show, especially early on. That I'm like, wait, what, what? What? I was like, I was so confused on what exactly was going on. I was like, so wait, so they, do they have powers? The, like, do they can, can they see supernatural like events or things that are happening or ghosts just in general? I wasn't really sure until, like, I guess, obviously, you know, later on that I kind of started figuring everything out. And I think that's my only kind of gripe that I had with the show, too, that, you know, some of the backtracking kind of had me a little confused. And how how did you feel about that, Nadi? Or did you have the same little issue that I kind of had with, uh, with the, just going back and forth and filling yeah, out the Yeah, like the, not the understanding where we – yeah, yeah. I, yes and no. I mean, I did – I enjoyed seeing the character development with them going back and forth. But there were times where I was like, wait a minute, where are we? Yeah, no, it just, it, it yeah. wasn't super confusing, but there just were times where the flashback happened and they they put text at the bottom mm-hmm. of the screen. Of where they were, yeah. And it says where they were and how many months or years ago it was. But sometimes I missed it. Like, I wasn't paying enough attention. So I'd be like, wait, where are we? You know, like. Yeah, because sometimes it would be yeah. when they were older, but it wasn't current time. Yeah. It was like, like years before that or like yeah. six months prior to to the to whichever event it was. So yeah, it was yeah, kinda, or was, like a couple of months, like exactly, oh, it's yeah. kind of like the whole thing with the the the, the brother. brother that was the addict, yeah, Luke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like six months prior to that and things like that. Yeah. So we'll move into the next episode, Two Storms. Yeah. Um, this one I I didn't really enjoy, but this is the one where the shit hits the fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's do you want to talk about this one for you? Yeah. No, no, no. Just let, let's just hang on, on, hang on. So let me get into the plot description real quick for this episode. Okay. So this episode is Two Storms. Uh, I do like the title and I like the transition between the past and the present, but the uh, plot description goes, it's a reunion for all the wrong reasons when Hugh flies in for the funeral, coming face to face with his estranged children on a dark, stormy night. Mm -hmm. He's awkward in the scene. The father, uh, Hugh, is that what we're calling him? Um, I didn't like this episode. I liked the shit hit the fan and all the secrets came out. Um, because in an earlier episode, we find out that Steven had suggested or had asked the family as a whole, Hey, Mm -hmm. do you want money from this book? Do you want to be part of this book? I'm writing this book no matter what. 
They were all pissed at him, upset at him, saying we're not taking your blood money. The oldest sister was like adamant about fuck you. I don't want your money. Get out of here. Like, just don't ask us. We find out that her husband mm-hmm. and the sister Theodora uh, yeah. took the money in secret. And she still doesn't surely still doesn't know that. And so they are drunk at the at the two storms. They're drunk. They're upset. And they sort of come out with all the secrets and the lies and all that stuff hit the fan really hard. Yeah. Um, and it's an intense. And then she sort of goes like, screw you guys. I don't care. Get out of my house. You've been leeching off of me. It, it's a very emotional. Um, and Nell, there's some stuff going on with Nell. I don't know if she's in the building because I haven't finished the season, but mm-hmm. she kind of shows up towards the end of the episode as the bent neck lady again. Mm-hmm. Um, her casket falls. There's buttons placed on her eyes. Uh, the lights go out, and then it flashbacks to when the kids were younger, and they're in the hill house, and the lights go out, and a chandelier falls. Mm-hmm. Then they're searching for Nell, right? No, like yeah. Nell's missing, um, or she disappears somehow. And then Nell goes, I was standing here the whole time, screaming your name, yelling. I wish they would have shown that. Yeah, me too. That would have been awesome. That would have been a cool that. effect. Yeah, I never got that, though. I didn't understand exactly why they didn't see her, though. Did you uh, guys understand? No, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it either. Like, what It seemed th- like the house was hiding her. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the only thing I got from it. Like, the house was trying to keep her hidden or oh, something. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it goes through that night of the storm and trying to keep the kids safe. And all the arguments that they're having back and forth between the press, the past and the present day. And uh, everyone just is arguing. It's just a whole family drama. Just, man. And it's, I think it's a good point in the season. Um, I, like I said, I, like I keep saying, I didn't finish the season. But I feel like at that point, okay, I'm ready for everyone to start, like, letting shit hit the fan and start arguing and yelling and really get drama like, yeah. going. So, it, at, for me, it worked in the scenes uh, where everything happens, and I think even Theo, I think that's when the, the when it starts paying off all the character, yeah, all, all the, the character, character build, build up, up that right? they've had because you've seen basically everybody's point of view of how they basically got to where they're at now, and now you're basically seeing the future, and basically, you know, it's kind of like just everybody's just being so misunderstood in a way that you know, if you guys just kind of took a minute to just kind of say what you really mean and just kind of. Instead of just kind of like yelling at each other, just kind of hug each other and just be like, <laughs> love each other because, dang, you guys have gone through some like crazy, crazy shit, shit. Like yeah. crazy shit, you know, but. Yeah. And then uh, uh, you got anything else to say about that episode? No, no, yeah. Okay. Let's move right into eulogy. As the cranes gather to say their final goodbyes, a flashback reveals Mr. Dudley's uh, connection to the house and exposes a secret in the walls. Um, now this one was, there was a, a leak in the walls, right? Like a water leak or something. Yeah. And it had um, there was black mold all over the And walls. there was black mold everywhere. And, uh, it's in the past, the father saying like, you know, this is going to cost hundreds of dollars, you know, thousands of dollars. It might screw up the flip. We don't know where the leak's coming from. And at that point, um, I think I unfortunately did not finish this episode, but at the point that I got to. Uh, he has somebody come and inspect the walls. Uh, he kind of says, you know, I can do this, this, and this. He's like, no, me and Steven will do it. Like, me and my son, we got it. And then he's like, do you know where the leak's coming from? And he's like, it's probably the one room you guys won't go in. So we find out there's a room that they don't the want to go room, in. The red room, as they call it. The red room. Okay, I didn't get to that point. Um, and that's sort of where I'm left off. So there was a leak in the walls. 
So, so you guys take, take over. over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm so excited to hear what happens. Okay, so, so the leak in the walls. Yeah. It it forces him to open up the brick wall and come to find out. Did we just talk about this? The what? About the body behind the wall? No, no, keep oh, going. Okay, yeah. No, that's basically yeah, where yeah, okay. where oh, we're okay. at right wait, now. Wait, wait. So I'm in sorry. the beginning of the episode, I'll go back real quick. They bust a hole in not the basement, but one of the lower it's, levels of the house. The Is it the basement? Yeah. Okay, so it's in the basement. He busts a hole in the wall to see mm-hmm. um, if like, there was water. Yeah, damage if there was water like damage. Yeah, exactly. And he takes an like, old school camera and flashes a picture. Yeah. And uh, he gives it back to his kid. Kid from the upstairs. And he's kind of waving it off. One of the old school pictures. Yeah. For those young audience members, <laughs> we used to have to take pictures and. Yeah. Fling them in the air to let them dry to show the picture. What are the um, polar, Polaroids? Polaroids, yeah. Polaroids. I, actually, I actually have one of these. Oh, do you? Nice. Yeah, and you're actually not supposed to shake it. <laughs> I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, you're not supposed Everyone to shake Yeah, you're not yeah. supposed to shake it. You're supposed to let it set. Oh, okay. Because shaking it ruins the chemical inside of it. Oh, wow. So if you, if you do that, it actually doesn't make the, the picture come up as clear. Wow. Yeah, so do not shake your Polaroid, your Polaroid pictures anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so... So wait, but it... Uh, so on the, I, didn't yeah. know that. I did not know that either. Hey, welcome to the History Channel. Um, <laughs> this week on Pawn Stars. The 80s. <laughs> we love the 80s. The first Polaroid camera was first introduced in 1973. <laughs> I'm totally was kidding. It? Was it? I don't really? know. You had me convinced. I have no idea. You had me convinced. I believe you. So uh, the picture reveals... Sort of a face. It's not a face. It's 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 like a the silhouette of, of a, a person of a of a man. But it almost yeah. looks like burned into the picture, like it's not real. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. okay, so yeah. now you take over. Okay, so then he's he's frustrated. He's like, "What the hell? Why? Why do I keep hearing the scratching? Like there's rats behind the walls. I'm convinced there's rats behind the walls. Forget what the pest guy said. I'm breaking the wall down. So he breaks the wall down, and behind it is a dead body, and with him are tools. So you come to find out the the um, it was the owner of the house, right? Yeah, the original, the, owner. the original owner of the house, um, barricaded himself in, literally bricked himself in, and just died. Whoa, are you yeah. serious? Yeah. And Holy in crap. the in the episode, they say, "Oh yeah, he was crazy, and his wife was crazy. They were all crazy." Well, he disappeared all those years ago, and they called the cops and come to find out. Oh yeah, you just solved Hugh. You just solved like one of the longest. Um, Cold cases we've had in our department. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, we were looking for Mr. Hill, right? That's the yeah, name. Yeah, Mr. Hill. For the longest time, we didn't know where he was. You know, even the wife had like spent all this money for private investigators to look for him. Never found him. Well, come to find out, he was in the house the entire time. Wow. He bricked himself up behind this wall and just died. Damn. Yeah. That's tight. Yeah. That's yeah. tight. Okay, so, don't go into details. No, no, no. I want to watch the episode. <laughs> Not so too for many me, details. Okay, from no, now no, no, on, no, the just, podcast just, turns into a non-spoiler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, the, yeah the last ending. couple episodes, let's keep it but sort the, of non-spoiler. The scratches on the wall were him trying to get out. Oh, that's so tight. Yeah, that's so yeah. cool. So I can she, picture the whole thing. Yeah, they were they were like, yeah. So he the the I guess he must have changed his mind halfway into it because you could see the scratches on the wall where he was trying to get back out. Oh my god, that's a crazy parallel between Theo's episode yeah. where she says, you know, you just mean you are special when she's talking to the mm-hmm. foster child and she's saying, we got to build up walls to yeah, keep exactly. us safe. Exactly. That's cra- That's a crazy yep. parallel yeah, between exactly. those two episodes. Exactly. Fail, you have anything to say about uh, eulogy? No, not really. Just okay. trippy, trippy episode. All right. Yeah, okay. it is yeah, truly trippy. Yeah. Rolling right into episode eight, Witness Marks. Uh, a familiar terror revisits 
Shirley and Theo on Halloween night as Hugh and Steven go looking for Luke, who disappeared on a deadly errand. On a deadly errand. Oh, okay. I'm so <laughs> during during their whole spat and everything happening after the storm. Yeah, during the storm. Okay. Um, afterwards, present huh? Present day. Yeah, present day. Okay. Um, Luke is standing over in the corner, you know, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go outside and smoke a cigarette." And his dad goes over and, and goes t- goes to talk to him and like you know to like console him about the whole thing. And by this time, you realize that Hugh talks to his dead wife. What? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, they did kind of, yeah. they, they yeah. touch on that a little because bit you because see, he you says see something. Talk, yeah, yeah, you see him talking to somebody and then he like gets an answer back and you like, well, come by this point, you realize that he's talking to his dead wife. Oh. And she's like in the room, like standing right behind him and, you, and she's like, just don't bring it up. It's fine. He's hurting. Just be there for him. You don't have to say anything. It's fine. Well, then that's when you finally realize that he's talking oh. to his dead wife. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It is Dude, so crazy. And we should say the mom... Not only appears in flashbacks, but mm-hmm. she appear, appears uh, several times throughout each episode to one of the children, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. I mean, not necessarily to one of the children, but in the episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah. does, yeah. Um, um, so. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, Dude, yeah. I can't wait to finish this. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, um, have they buried her by this point? The mom? Uh, no, Nell. Oh, no, no, I don't think they, they, they have. Been, they haven't buried her in no, this I episode? I don't believe so. No? Okay. Um, you sure? <laughs> no, I'm I'm having really like it's, uh, you would think yeah. that the last episodes I would have a lot better memory of recalling them back, yeah, but for whatever reason I can't. Yeah, me either. I'm the last two episodes, like I, I yeah, I have. I'm trying I'm to think. Well, Luke goes on a uh, disappearance on a deadly errand. So what's that about? Yeah. Uh, well, oh, hold on. Um, no, they bury her in the previous episode. Eulogy. Yeah, and then that's when um, Luke freaks out because he sees his dead mom coming out of the out of, out of the bottom of the grave. Okay. And he sees Nell over by the tombstone. Remember. No, I hadn't got that far. Oh, in you, episode didn't, you didn't finish. I didn't the whole finish episode, episode oh, seven. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I yeah. got halfway through. Okay, so let me let me backtrack real quick. Um, in in eulogy, they bury Nell. Um, Luke sees his mother in the in the the grave, the like the the grave, the grave, and then turns around and like freaks out, and then he sees Nell standing by the tombstone. Oh wow! And she's a bent neck lady. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, and so, he knows about the bent neck lady. Um, he knows, in, yeah. But as he, a child, exactly. he said, "Does she visit you still, or yeah, whatever?" Exactly. Yeah. But then he doesn't. Then he. That's when he realized that the bent neck lady is, was his sister. So, what is the deadly errand in episode eight? Okay, so the deadly errand is this. Um, like I said, he was um, Hugh goes over to talk to him to console him about what had happened at the at the funeral, and you know Hugh's wife, uh, what's her name, Liv, okay. is like, you know, don't don't worry about it. Don't say anything. You don't have to say anything. Just you know, just leave him be and just say something else. Don't mention that. And then they talk for a little bit, and then he leaves. He's like, I'm going to go outside and smoke a cigarette. And he's like, okay. Well, then he looks down, and he sees, Hugh looks down and sees that um, Shirley's purse is there. And previously in the episode, they say, oh, keep your purses away from Luke. Make sure that they don't, you, you don't leave anything valuable by Luke, because, you know, he's going to take you. He's a fucking addict. <laughs> yeah. He's going to rob you and steal exactly, you. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. And that's exactly what happened Luke even on. says in his episode, I've robbed, still yeah, yeah, exactly. lied. Exactly. Like, I've screwed my family over exactly. enough. Yeah. I, I don't exactly. blame them for not believing so, me. Trust me. later yeah. on, Shirley is looking for her wallet so that she can pay the caterer. Yeah. I think it was yeah. the caterer. Pay the, pay the caterer. Pay for somebody. Okay. And she can't find her wallet. Or she can't find her credit card. Where's my credit card? Where's my credit card? And then he was like, oh, Luke was standing right there. And he left. And I saw him looking at it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Why didn't you say anything? Why were you just standing there? Why wouldn't you do it? Whoa, 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 And then Theo comes in and is like, where's my car? Why isn't my car parked in front of my house? <laughs> Luke takes the car, takes the credit card, 
and is driving to Hill House. No. And he stops at a gas station nearby, and that's when they get a ping on the credit card, and that's when they find out where he is. So they drive to the gas station, and they go in, and Hugh goes inside, and he says, hey, have you seen this guy? Shows him a picture of him. And he says, he says, yeah, he was just here, and he filled up seven cans. And he's like, cans? And he turns around, and he points, and he's like, gas cans. He's going to go burn, the, burn house the house down. Oh, shit. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Rolling into the next episode. Yes. Holy crap. No, 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 no. Oh, no, that's no. not the no, end? No, 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 no. We're not done with this episode yet. Oh, my God. I'm going to leave it up to fail. To, to, to no, because I, no? I told you I don't recall. I watched the show, okay. but for whatever reason, I'm having such a hard time trying okay, to recall. Well, this, this is where you jumped. Right. Uh yeah yeah okay yeah, so basically episode. basically it's a uh, the they're at the funeral home mm-hmm. the the lights go off it's Halloween night it's an, oh it's Halloween night mm-hmm. I don't know that oh yeah yeah, yeah that's it's right, on Halloween that's right, that's yeah, right. yeah uh they, there's a there's a knock at the door and she's all like oh, I'm not giving candy the sister uh, Shirley right mm-hmm. Shirley Shirley uh you know it's like I'm not giving candy whatever whatever she gets she's getting really frustrated and upset so she goes out and puts the bowl basically of candy like Take it, whatever, you know, just help yourself. And it starts knocking again and again and again. And then uh, Theo gets there. And they start kind of realizing, or she starts kind of realizing that they're being haunted or they're being, you know, kind of the ghosts around them. Um, and then the lights go off, right? Mm-hmm. So the lights go off and they just, and again, like, ah, I'm like having such a hard time recalling scene for scene that, that part. Uh, so they, again, the knocking, the knocking on the door. Yeah, what goes, it, what it goes so knocking. immensely that all of a sudden the walls start to start to get knocked on, the windows start to get knocked on, and it's like just yeah, just like all over the house. And they're the lights go out, and they're all scared, and um, then it stops, and then it cuts it cuts to the next scene where um Hugh and um Stephen are at the gas station, and then after that they they're they're driving to Hill House and they call um Shirley. And they're like, okay, um, we found Luke. You know, we, he was he went to the gas station. He's going to the Hill House to try to burn it down. We're gonna be heading over there right now. And Theo's like, tell her what, tell them what happened. Tell them what just happened. Why aren't you telling them what just happened? And she's like, it was nothing. It was just trick or treaters playing tricks on us. She's like, you know damn well that it wasn't. It was not. That's not what it was. So they take off and start driving towards Hill House. Yeah. And. So they get into they they're, they're getting into an argument between mm-hmm. her husband and what happened about what happened. Which, um, yeah, we have well, the, we which, have like, I said, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm like I said, I had sh- such sh- a, okay. So we have to. This back is part of the reason. No, no, we don't have to backtrack. I just more. Well, you have to I had to, such a hard time in this kind of explaining the show because it jumped around so much for yeah, me. Yeah, that is really hard for me to explain it. Uh, so I'll just keep the short scene and just the condensed version. I'm not even sure if it's in order, but I'll try to keep it you know, as close to detail as it was on the show. So basically around the show, she, the lights go off on the, on the, on the mortuary. Uh, Shirley walks in on her husband and Theo, what seems to be they're making out. Yeah. Her reaction is just, I don't have time to deal with the shit. So she's like, walks away. She walks away and just pretends like she, at the moment, like she just doesn't see it. Even though inside she's kind of just breaking down. She kicks her husband out of the out of the house, and he's like trying to explain himself this whole time. Like he even asked her, like, "Just give me a chance to explain." And she's like, "Nope, stone cold, just nope, nope, nope. You're not getting shit from she me." She keeps redirecting him. She's like, "Oh, well, you have to go do this today, and this needs to get done." Yeah, so he's like, "It's gonna be late." So he's like, "Well, I'm gonna, I'm not, and I'm gonna sleep with you." You're like, "You know, you're gonna be too busy sleeping in the hotel." 
So whatever. So she's <laughs> yeah. being a complete like. Just so that leads back to witness marks bitch, on the Halloween yeah, night, exactly, right? Yeah. yeah so yeah. she's just being a just a complete biatch about it, like not giving them an opportunity to even explain themselves. So then moving back forward into the them he- heading to the haunted into the haunted hill house, um, they're arguing and basically that he's like telling them like what happened, like, and she basically Theo basically explains what happened, and she's all I touched her. You know, I touched who? I touched now. And I felt nothing after I touched her. She's like, I felt this emptiness in me. So like I slept with the with her partner. She asked she's uh um I what's her name? I can't remember her name. The uh, club anyways. member? Yeah, the the, the, yeah, the girl the who lady was the that club. she met at the club and yeah. brought her home. Apparently I thought it was like a one thing, one time thing, but apparently they kinda have their random hookups. So he calls her and sleeps with her. And the girl's, like, just telling her everything and just kind of going on and on. And, you know, it's just like they had just finished having sex and she's going on about, like, just, you know, happy. And all you hear is Theo say, like, I felt nothing. And that's all she says. And then they kind of come back into her, basically explain to her, like, that she couldn't feel anything because she felt her dead sister. Like everything, and then you know, basically the lights went off, and she's all like, "I just felt swimming out in the, you know, just in the darkness and nothing, and I felt nothing, and I just felt helpless and and like I, she just kept on going on like I felt nothing, I felt nothing, I just felt so lonely and so like lost, like I didn't know what to reach." And she's all like, "And then your husband walked in, and it's like, and he was like a light, and all the darkness like a rope, but just an opportunity, it's like, and I just reached for it. It's like I didn't see him, I didn't know who he was, I." just reached and grabbed and I felt something. So like, and it wasn't until I, oh, until the lights came on and I looked and I saw his face that I was like, you know, like she realized what she had done, that she had kissed her sister's husband. Yeah. And she's basically, I don't know if this is the first time or if she ever knew that she had those powers basically of her feeling with that person or what she touches. So she was basically kind of just having a breakdown. I'm telling her everything she felt that she feels when she touches somebody. And mm. for her to touch her sister, her dead sister that feels nothing and, you know, just emptiness. And for her, it just felt like, you know, <clears throat> she was losing herself mm-hmm. into the darkness. And the only way she felt that she could come back is like the touch of another human being, a caring person, somebody that really cares. Probably somebody who's living, obviously, too. <laughs> yeah, that too. But, it, <laughs> and, you know, it's like somebody that, I, and, the, and again, the reason I kind of read it into that's like, what leads further down the episode of what, you know, they, she's a confession that she has of her own. And because she's seen somebody throughout the whole episodes and you think it's a ghost or you're not really sure what it is. And towards the finale of the season, they kind of explain who this person is that she's been seeing. Who? Who? Who's uh, been Shirley. The, oh, Shirley. Yeah. Shirley. Shirley saw her oh. mom in. No, no, no she's no, been no, seeing okay, this no, one no. guy. Yeah. This one guy. And it's, it's maybe once or Maybe three or four times throughout yeah. the whole and season. Every time he sh- that you see him, him just randomly, mm-hmm. he's not doing anything. He's just just sipping on his drink, chilling, whatever. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, All I around. noticed that. Now I remember that. Yeah. yeah um, um, okay. But later on in the, I believe it's the last episode where they basically just spill the whole beans mm-hmm. of who this person is because you don't know. You, I, the way I was kept on every time he popped up, I was like, well, who the hell is he? Like, did she kill somebody? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like, what happened? All right, let's get yeah. there. Let's yeah. get there. Let's roll into the next well, episode, no, right? No, no, no. The whole reason why I wanted to explain that part is because this is the part that made him jump. During the whole part where they're arguing, they're arguing back and forth so much, and they're yelling at each other in the car, and they're driving, and then out of nowhere, <laughs> Nell comes out of the back seat and screams as loud as possible, dead face. 
Oh. And it scares the shit out of them. They veer off the side of the road. Now, who's arguing? Uh, Theo and Shirley. Oh, okay. Are, where are they headed? To, to Hill House. Oh, they're, okay. They're yeah, following they're, Stephen they're and the dad. They're headed to Hill House. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So that's, that's why I wanted him to explain that, because that's the part that got him. So now is that yeah. the end? Yeah. Is that that's, the end of the that's episode? The end of the, that's, yeah, pretty much the end of the episode, yeah. So we have the family headed to Hill House, almost the entirety, yep. right? Yep. Of them heading to Hill House to stop Luke from Luke burning, from burning down, down, the down the house. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, so we're rolling into episode nine. Yeah. Well, hold on, hold on. Well, no, that's actually not the episode. The end of the episode. Luke is at Hill House. He takes the cans. He's pouring them all over the, the entryway to the house. He lights it up. He burns it. It's, it's lit up, and then it goes out. The fire goes out. Okay. And the next thing you know, you, you, it shows the front of Luke, and somebody comes up from behind and grabs him. Well, cool. didn't he see the mom? Yeah, he sees standing uh, in the Yeah, he like sees the, the mom standing the above the, uh, the very top of the staircase. And then it shows his face, and he's like, oh, my mom. And then somebody grabs him from, from behind. <laughs> and then end episode. Crazy. Fade to black. Damn. All right. Fade. We're getting We're getting there. So All right, guys. Episode nine is uh, Screaming Mark. Or screaming, mim- screaming memes. Sorry, <laughs> I can read. I swear. Okay, <laughs> screaming memes. Uh, while struggling to discern dreams from reality, Olivia fears for her children's safety. A motherly instinct, Mrs. Dudley urges her to in to embrace. Okay, and we should say the mom throughout the flashbacks in the past. Has headaches, right, and migraines. Yes, yeah. and she always and says, she always says, "Okay, my head hurts," and then she like they're so uncontrollable that she can't, she literally can't do anything. She just can't control it, and she just has to like. Yeah. Perfect. In some scenes, yeah. she's very sweet and nice. In other scenes, yeah. she just like, exactly. "Okay, leave me alone." Exactly. Um, yeah, and, and and it seems like she gets some, or at least on some of the episodes, it means it seems like she gets them at the worst possible time, like yeah, when she they're does. her kids need her the most, or like need her need them to be like comfort and. And that's like the one that usually seems to happen that mm-hmm. she just can't be yeah. there for them. Um, so I'm assuming this episode is about the mother. This episode solely takes. This is where okay. shit gets roll crazy. into it because I didn't see it. Roll into it. Okay, so the screaming memes are described to her by a ghost in the house one night to the mom to the mom where Liv gets woken up in the middle of the night and she sees this woman standing at the edge of her bed, and she's like. Come with me. Come with me. I want to show you something. And she's like, okay. And she just gets up out of bed and follows her. And she's going and she shows her um, the room. Yeah. Her room. The room. Her, her library where she goes to read. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I love what, you, what you've done with this place. You know, it's, 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 I just love it. You know, I love this and I love that. And she goes, this is where I had my baby. My baby was here. Um, this is where the, the, the crib was and this is where that was and that, that's where this was. And explaining just all the craziness about um, her, the family history and how, you know, her husband was nuts and this and then they had a kid and the kid died, right? Mm, I don't remember. I want to say that the kid died or something or whatever. And she's explaining to her about the screaming memes, basically saying that what would you do to keep your children safe? Would you wake them up from the most horrible nightmare ever? Um, so that they wouldn't come to any harm. And she's like, yeah, of course I would. Of course I wouldn't. That's what she calls the screaming memes. And at that point when she's in that room, it comes to um, later on. Later on, she goes into a different room looking for the twins. And she's having this like daydream pretty much of them saying, oh, would you, would you wake us up if we had this terrible dream where I'm, I'm hanging from the ceiling 
and there's nothing I can do, and I scream so loud, and I can't move, and there's nothing you can do. Would you, would you wake, for me, wake me up from that? And then Luke says, would you wake me up from a dream where I'm putting poison in my body to, to uh, keep from seeing all these terrible things? Would you wake me up from that? Basically, what had happened to them when they were grown up? Putting poison into his body, he's an addict. Oh, well, Hanging like, from the ceiling, she hangs herself. Her sleep paralysis. Oh, wow. Yeah, she, and they're like, would you, and they're kids at this point. And she's like, would, would you wake us up from that? Was from this terrible dream? Would you do it? And she's like, what would you do? And she's like, yes, of course I would. Of course I would. Of course I would. And then all of a sudden you see Steven walking into the twins' bedroom. And she's like, he's like, what are you talk- who are you talking to? And it's daytime. There's nobody there. Wow. And she's like, where are the twins? And he's like, they're downstairs. And she's like, oh, yes, of course. Of course. Yeah, they're downstairs. And another point in the, another part is where she's having these, um, basically she's sleepwalking. So whenever time, when every time she's sleepwalking, she's seeing stuff, and she wakes up and she's doing something else. Another time this happens to her, she she wakes up and she's sitting on Hugh's um, chest, holding a holding a screwdriver to his throat. And this goes back to the father saying, "Your mother wasn't always right." Exactly. Yeah. Right? Your like, mom had issues. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. All right. So we get. So we get a yeah. sense of her abilities and sort of her mind state. Exactly, yeah. But whenever, whenever she uses her abilities, I guess we'll say, she's out of it. She doesn't realize what's really going on. Crazy. So does this episode show how she dies? Yes. Okay. So this is where we get into the twist. This is where we finally find out what happened that night. Sweet. The okay, night cool. when they see, leave Hill House. I right. See, and that part of, part of this whole show, why I've been kind of so quiet is because a lot of this stuff, surprisingly... I was confused. And honestly, so what happened with the mom? Because so I'm not okay. 100% Can I try and guess? sure what Can I try happened. and guess? No. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, because I haven't finished the season. Go ahead. Go from ahead. the very beginning of the, of the show, mm-hmm. I assumed, because of imagery and, and things like that, I assumed the ghost murdered the mother. That's what I thought happened. I thought she was murdered by all the ghosts, the haunting in the house. Yes, you're right. You're right, so, but there's something else that happens too. So go ahead, get okay. into it. Get into okay. the end. So during her screaming memes, her sleepwalking, she's she goes down to the to the to the basement and gets the rat poisoning that Hugh buys for the rats that he thinks are inside the walls. Which aren't really there. Which aren't really there. And at this point, she's supposed to be taking a break from the house because the Dudleys say, Your wife needs to take a break from the house. Your wife needs to take a break from the house because We've seen it happen time and time again where families have lived here and it's gotten to them. It's they gotten go crazy. Inside, it, yeah, it's gotten inside okay. of them and it changes them. You need to take your house to take your wife and take her away from this place for a while. So she's she's literally in a taxi, leaves and on her way to the airport, so they think. I don't know why they didn't take her to the airport themselves, whatever, because he has so much going on with the house and he's renovated and get it fixed up for the flip. So he she calls them from her sister's house. But she's not at her sister's house. She's at the hotel down the road. So she comes back to the house in the middle of the night while they're sp- while they're sleeping, and is in this like trance. Her her sleepwalking mode, like I said, goes down in the basement, grabs the the rat poison, goes up into the kitchen, starts preparing tea. Um, Shirley wakes up and is like, "Mom, what are you doing here? Like, why are you here? I thought you weren't supposed to be here. Um, what's going on?" And she sees that there's something wrong with her. That she's acting funny, and I don't remember exactly what what um, Liv tells Shirley, um, but then Shirley goes to wake up her, her mom or her dad sleeping on the couch, and is like, "Hey, mom's here," and she and he's like, "What are you talking about? Mom's here. She's not supposed to be here." So he's like, 
great. So he has to get up real quick and goes to go look for her. And by this time, Liv has taken uh, the twins out of bed. And earlier in the season, you, you keep hearing that um, Luke sees his girl, Annabelle, right? Annabelle or Abigail? Abigail. Abigail in oh, the woods. Oh, yeah, no, I did see that. Yeah, yeah Abigail yeah. in the woods. Oh, yeah. Abigail, my friend Abigail. It's Abigail, right? I don't I know. I don't know the name. name. I think no, it's Abigail or Annabelle, one of the two. And before, just before the mom leaves earlier in the episode, she says, oh, can Abigail stay over, then stay over tonight and sleep with us? She can sleep in my bed. And she's like, yeah, that's fine, because they think that she's an imaginary, imaginary friend. So then um, they, uh, they go, and or she goes into the room, and then she, she sees that there's a little girl sleeping in the bed, and it's Abigail. And she's like, oh, who are you? Well, come to find out that's the Dudley's daughter. So the Dudley's daughter is there, unknowing, unknowing to the Dudleys, of course, sleeping in, in the kids' room. So she takes the twins and, the, and Abigail to the red room. And she's still in her trance. And she's like, okay, we're finally going to have our tea party. We're finally going to have our tea party. And the daughter's all excited. And, and Luke's like, oh, okay, yeah, well, let's have a tea party, I guess. And Abigail is just sitting there. And she's preparing the tea and pouring the tea out to them and telling them a story and whatnot. And you realize that the rat poison was put inside of the tea. So she's going to kill her kids to keep them from being, to keep them from being hurt by anything. Okay. So that's, so that's, that's when the dad is running frantically throughout the house, trying to find them, trying to find them. Where are the kids? Where are the kids? Where's, where's, where's my wife? And then finally he gets to the red room, sees that it's open. And by this point, Abigail has drinking the poison tea and starts foaming at the mouth and dies. What the F? Yeah, she dies. So Liv killed the little girl and was about to kill her own kids by, poison, by poisoning the tea. When, when Hugh comes in, takes the tea set and smashes it to the ground, grabs the kids and like, we're leaving, we're leaving. And Liv is freaking out. I'm just trying to help them, just trying to help them. And he grabs her and throws her up against the wall. And that's when she gets like the bruise on her arm or whatever. And he takes the kids and that's when he's frantically going throughout the house trying to get the kids out of the house to leave. Okay. He gets all the kids out of the house, gets them to the hotel, comes back. And while, while he gets the kids situated at the hotel, it comes back to the to Hill House. And all the ghosts in the house are like, why didn't you... Like, why didn't you get the kids? You were supposed to do this. Why didn't you do this one thing? You were supposed to get the kids to come, come with us. You didn't do this. So they throw her off the staircase. <laughs> yeah, and that's how she dies. Holy just crap. plop on the ground. Damn. And she's just like mutilated body on the ground, arms broken, so, yeah, and she's dead. So this whole season, with all the like little hidden things of come yeah. home, yeah. come home, Luke, yeah. or it's okay, Luke, yeah. come back. And was, like, was all to, yeah, exactly. And yeah. Theo and Nell, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, so the house yeah. was literally calling them back. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And the whole time the mom is, is calling them back too because she's still there. Damn. So she's and trapped she, there as like a ghost. Exactly, now. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So Damn. that that was screaming memes. Damn. So that is the thing that happened the night when okay. they left Hill House. So now makes a little bit more sense now. Cause I, I like yeah. I said, uh I I like the show and I kinda overall got the gist of it, but I know like the the, I guess if you want to call it the stuff between the lines, I, I guess I was missing. So that's why I was like really anxious to talk to you guys about it because I wanted to get your guys' really take on it. And I really wish it, it would have yeah. finished finish it because I really wanted to yeah. kind of like, yeah. like the full on discussion because 
Man. Damn. We are on the final episode, episode 10. Silence, lay steadily. The Red Room's contents are finally revealed as the cranes return to the house to confront old ghosts, Mm -hmm. unspeakable secrets, and an insatiable evil. All right. Do you want to take it from here, Nadi, and wrap up the episode? Yeah. So by this point in real time, they have gotten to Hill House, um, Hugh and Luke, or no, sorry, not Hugh and Luke, Hugh and Stephen. They realize that he's up upstairs in the red room. They're trying to open the door, trying to open the door. They can't open it. Um, Hugh goes to try to find something to get the door open. Stephen turns around and realizes that the door is open, and Luke is inside, laying on the ground, foaming at the mouth. He's ODing. Holy crap. Yeah. Okay. So he, he goes, Dad, the door is open. And he goes through the door, and, he, and then he, Hugh goes, Stephen, wait. And, of course, the door slams right behind him. <laughs> this is where they have another reveal. That okay. I thought was really, really good with the red room. Did you like the reveal? Somewhat. I enjoyed it. Okay, get I enjoyed into it. it. Go for it. Okay, it. so throughout the series, each kid and each person, except for the dad, the dad's the only one that doesn't have anything to do with the red room. Well, because um, I don't think he ever got in. Yeah, no, because he's 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 trying to do everything with the entire house. Okay. Um, he is. Sorry, each throughout the whole series, you you see them like Luke in his treehouse. Theodora in her dance room, um, the mom in her reading room, um, Shirley in the room with uh, with the cats, okay. and then um, Nell with her room with all the toys. Okay. Um, Stephen with his game room. Okay. And every single time someone says, "Oh, well, I'm going to be in this room if anybody wants me," the person goes, "What room? Which room is that? What room?" And you're like, "Why do they keep saying that?" The red room changes and molds to whatever the person needs. Yeah. Or wanted it to or be. Or wanted it to be. So the, the tree house, the reading room, all these rooms are all the red room. <laughs> yeah. It's, what? It's intense. Dude. It is so awesome. Okay. All right. So they even say it like the room, it becomes what you need it to be or what you want it to be. So they're in the room. They're trying to they're trying to bring Luke back to life, and then he turns around and realizes that his sisters are there. But after Stephen goes through this thing where the house shows him like um, a premonition of the future, or what he thinks is the future, he's woken up and he's in his house writing about what had happened in the, this these events this time around in Hill House. Oh, it's shoot. it's months later. His wife is pregnant. They're going to have a baby. And, and she's like, oh, well, just finish the book, honey. Like, it's fine. Just- on, on a quick side note, yeah, uh, he got a vasectomy when he was uh, just in out of college, college. Just out of college. Because he did not want, like, he didn't know what the hell was wrong. He thought it was like a mental right? issue. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. like, his wife, they're separated because basically, I'm going to say the shit, you know, kind of came afloat. That yeah, yeah. Well, he, he lied about it probably. And, and, then, yeah. and she was, like, anxious to have kids. So oh, Yeah, okay. that's why they were separated. All right. So, like I said, it's months later. She's pregnant. They're, they're going to have a little girl. They're talking about about how he needs to finish his book and, and how he can't finish it. He's like, I just, I can't finish it. I don't know why. I can't finish it. It's, it's, I'm, I've come to the Red Room and, you know, we're back home. Home has, home has called me back or something like that. Yeah, he's like, I can't remember. Yeah, it's like a really good line. I can't remember what they say. And she's like, well, why can't you just say it? Luke's dead. Luke <laughs> dies. It's okay. Just say it. Luke's dead. And he goes, it's not that I can't say it. It's that I don't think that's what happened. And you realize the house is forcing him to to like daydream about this and like think that this is what's happening to him. Uh, and he snaps out of it and then he realizes, oh my God, I'm still in the house. 
it's not months later. I'm still here. It's tricking him. It's tricking him. Yeah, okay. trying to get him to stay. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Sort of like upgrade oh, so like at the end of upgrade, and where he like accepts what's going on with him. So like it the house is basically uh, trying to. Uh, to trick him into staying, but you yeah. know, in like giving him everything he wants, he wants exactly. and he realizes very quickly, exactly. wait, this, I can't have these exactly. things. Exactly. This, yeah. These okay. are this, like this. He's like, I don't remember recon- reconciling with you. I don't remember coming back to California. I don't remember starting this book. I don't remember any of this. Okay. So and that's when he realizes it's all a dream. So he snaps out of it. He snaps out of it, realizes that his sisters are, are there already. How they got there so fucking quickly from, from where they were. No idea. Well, I mean, you don't know how long this guy's been on the trance. Yeah, exactly. Too, so, exactly. I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I, yeah. yeah, I don't nitpick him for that because yeah, I mean, no, yeah. again, I mean, they they were bouncing around so much. Yeah, that's not the one thing I'm gonna like. Exactly. <laughs> bang on the door. Yeah. So okay. when they go back and they they see the sisters, then you realize that the sisters themselves had been going through the same thing, their own day, daydream. So they all the snap house. out of it. Exactly, but it shows what they were seeing. Okay. Theodora sees a, a life where she can touch people. She doesn't have her gift anymore. She doesn't have to worry about wearing gloves. Everything's okay. Okay, so she's no longer rogue. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but then she's like, wait a minute. No, I needed it. I liked my... Then she realizes that the gift was indeed a gift. Okay. And she snaps out of it. Shirley's dirty little secret comes out in her yeah. dream. Where the guy wow. that she's been seeing, her ghost, is a guy who she had met at a mortuary convention somewhere years before and um she went to the convention was sitting at a bar and a guy sent her a drink mm-hmm. and the bartender says oh that guy sent you this drink over there and she goes mm, sorry i'm married and kind of like points at her at her finger and the guy's like oh okay like oh well and she goes well what's the weirdest thing on your menu that i can that i can like food wise that i can send him so she sends him a platter of food and he's like what i didn't order this and then he walks over and he goes oh okay so I see how it is. Like, I understand now. You don't really see how awkward it is to send somebody a drink until somebody sends you a plate of food. <laughs> it's awkward. I'm sorry. And she's like, yeah, it's okay. And he's like, well, they do you mind? Hit if, it off. Yeah, they kind of hit it off. And he's like, do you mind if I sit down and eat my food? And she's like, no, it's okay. Go ahead. And like, she's kind of like playing it off. Like, yeah, no, like I'm married. I'm not. This isn't going to happen. And they're talking. They go throughout the whole night talking. And it's the end of the night. And it's the last call. And he goes, well, you know. I have all the right fixings to make a drink in my room. Why don't you come up? And she looks and sees that he also has a ring on his finger. He's also married. Oh, damn. And she's like, unfortunately, is, um, I, I think it's, I'm going to call it a night. I'm going to go back to my room. And then he gets up and he goes, okay, well, I've enjoyed our, I've enjoyed our talk. And he goes to walk away. And then he stops and goes, but it's, that's not really what happened, is it, Shirley? No. You, and he sits back down and he looks at her and he goes, you saw my finger. You saw the ring on my finger. Like breaks it down for it her. Breaks it like, down. It was why like why yeah. she did what she did. And it was like, like no. Hard. And it didn't matter the fact that that your husband was at home with the kids. How old were they at this time? This, so basically, you're, she you're, cheated. She cheated on her husband. Okay. But it's just the way it was creepy. But wait, is just, he dead? Uh, no, he's not dead. But I mean, it's her ghost because like Stephen, her haunting. Like, her, like her Stephen basically. says, oh, it's a memory it's, that haunts her. Okay, exactly. Okay, okay, it's like okay. Stephen said earlier in the show. A ghost can be anything, anything. a memory, oh. a scent, anything. Okay, it cool. plays back to that. Nice. Okay. So yeah, so then she wakes up from that, and you come to find out that she cheated on her husband, and she feels terrible about it. But then she doesn't feel terrible about it, terrible about it because she got away with it. Okay. Anyways, so they wake up from that, and Luke's foaming at the mouth in the, on the in the red room, and they're trying to get him get him to wake up, trying to get him to come back to life, and like all this stuff is happening all at once, and Hugh's trying to open up the door to get inside the room. 
on the other side and he's talking to his wife. Well, what can I do? Why can't you open the door for me? Open the door for me. And you see the, there's like this pill bottle in his hand and you're like, oh, okay, he's taking his medication because you kind of see him do it throughout the, the times that he's come up. Okay. And um, she, he's like, why can't you just open the door? Just open the door for me. You can do it. You can do it. And she's like, no, this is only something you can do or something along the lines of that. And then he gets the door open, goes in, goes inside and Luke wakes up and they save Luke. And um, Nell comes up and all these other ghosts are all around. You can see all the ghosts there. And they get all the kids out of the house and like, no, we got to get him out of here. We got to get him out of here. And then that's when you realize he killed himself in order to open the door. Oh. Yeah. He took all those pills, whatever they were, and it killed him in order to open the door because he had to become part of the house in order to get it open. Damn, he sacrificed yeah, he himself. he sacrificed himself in order to get the kids out of the house. Damn, so that's to the save climax. Them. So that's the final climax. Oh, it's him, wow. it's Nell, and it's the mom all dead. And um, no, yeah, yeah, and the mom all dead in the house. Um, oh, but then I gotta, I gotta talk about this one thing. I thought it was so good, and it got me. It got me so good, um, emotionally, not scared. Okay. Um, later on, they find out that um, that night, after um, what had happened with the kids that the Dudleys come back with the husband and it was like, and they make a pact. They say, you can't burn the house down. You have to keep it here because our daughter's here because she's there. They go and they see that their daughter's dead because they were looking for her. And then her, the ghost of their daughter is in the hallway and like, mommy, daddy. Like, and then they're like, oh, well, she's right here. I can feel her. I can, I can be with her. You can't get rid of the house. You can't destroy it because they're here. You have to keep it. You have to keep it here. Okay. So it gets years later, and um, you see the Dudley, um, Dudley, Dudley, the guy, carrying somebody through the woods. And you're like, what the hell's going on? He's carrying his wife, and she's dying. And she dies inside the house so that she can be with her daughter forever. And the next scene is her younger holding her baby, and the daughter's right there in the house. Because remember the baby that they were talking about earlier that, that was stillborn? And they say that they thought that the house took the baby. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay, yes. well, she's standing there after she dies. And he looks up and he sees his wife there, young, holding their, 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 not their stillborn child that they had lost, but she's alive. And the daughter, Abigail, that was killed by Liv. Oh, crazy. By, by the staircase. It okay. was just such an emotional scene. So that got you? That got me, dude. That got me so bad. Damn. It was such an emotional scene. And like I said, Ooh. then you see um, Liv, Hugh, and it's young Hugh now. And um, they're Nell. all ghosts in the and house. And Nell, and they're all ghosts in the house. Okay. And, they, and the all, kids all the get kids, all, all the kids get out. And what happens to the house? It just stays there? That's it. And it just, it just fades to black pretty yeah. much, right? So, so the kids get out. The kids get out. Everything's okay. But their dad's dead. Their baby sister's dead. And their mom's dead. And they're all ghosts in the house, stuck there forever. And it just fades to black? And it just fades to black. I was waiting Woo. for an after credit scene or something. Me too, yeah. And, th- and that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, you no, know I was thinking about it. How can, there's not going to be, there can't be a season two. What's so, it going to be about? So there is. There is. There is. There is? confirmed it. The, yeah. Well, hang what? on. What? They confirmed season two, but it's not this family. Is it's it going to be, be like another, anth- it's going to be like an anthology, anthology thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which might work. So they said that it could potentially, if he finds the right story, they may make a second season about Hill House. Okay. But he said Hill House, the haunting of Hill House could be anything. It could be the haunting of 
XYZ, XYZ. Which kind of makes it uh, seem, uh, like you said, a, a ghost can be anything. Yeah, exactly. Which but honestly, always play with that a little the bit The description you guys gave me and what I saw of the, the show... I would be fine with just one season of this oh, yeah. particular story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, if, they, if they didn't want to do anything else with this, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, like it was done so well. So it got me so hard the last <laughs> the last episode. I mean, I even do you remember me texting you guys? I was yeah. like, oh my god, I know this episode. Wow, cool. That's so great. I yeah. definitely recommend this 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 show. It is amazing. I like Randy said it. It does take a little bit to get to the point at the very beginning, but it's worth the wait. Yeah. I, st- I still think Touch is my favorite episode. Oh, that is with the hardest. Mr. Smiley. Yeah, that is yeah. the hardest episode That's my to favorite watch, episode. But it is, yeah, it is a good it's, episode. Yeah, it's one of the hardest, but it's my favorite because I feel like it has the most creepy elements in it. It's uh, it. I just like that episode a lot. I like the little, the young actress as mm-hmm. well as uh, yeah. the older actress. So, And I believe the older actress, that daughter, uh, is actually the wife of the director. I think that's his, his wife oh, okay. in real life. Oh, wow. Um, but yeah, the season overall... That was uh, the haunting at Hill House. Uh, yeah, what do so you guys think overall? Uh, just overall, the whole. Are season. we gonna rate it or are we just? No, just general thoughts and recommendations. It? Oh, I highly recommend it. I, okay. I thoughtfully enjoyed this. Okay, yeah. I think I, I'm gonna say stick around because I, I sort of was a little bored in the beginning, but then it, it it very quickly picks up as soon as you just let it get into the episode. So I would highly recommend it. Please stick with it. It is. Uh, I think, like Feo said, also, it's a little slow in the beginning. Yeah. There's a little bit of uh, confusion uh, between uh, flashbacks and things like that, but yeah. it's so worth it, so good. I'm going to finish it. On the on yeah. just, you know, tip, I guess I could give, if you have kids, younger kids, definitely do not watch it with them because not necessarily because it's spooky. It's more those uh, att- att- attention to small details. Um, I think a lot of the stuff that Nadi mentioned I missed, but because I was trying, like, it wasn't gory. So it was something I could watch around my kids. But I think I miss a lot of those hard-hitting points that, you know, like I said, those stuff in between the lines. Um, so, yeah, uh, just tip, you know, try to watch it on a, on a quiet day where you can, you know, preferably nights uh, where you can just <laughs> focus, <laughs> zoom in on they the show. Yeah, yeah, zoom in on the show and just pay, pay attention to the very small details of the show. And like I said, you'll, you'll definitely yeah. enjoy it. Definitely. It's, one of, those, it's cool. one of those, it's a mood show. You have to be in the mood, definitely. In the right mood for it. Hey, yeah, watch oh. it during the day. Yeah. Um, well, thank you guys. Uh, this has been another episode of Cinema Adventures. It is our official full season review, our, our first, first one, uh, which is pretty awesome. Also, we have Sabrina, are uh, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, but that's sort of more of like a half review. Yeah, uh, this is our first full season. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if there's anything we can do to improve our television full reviews, uh, let us know in the comments. Uh, email us at cinemaadventurespodcast dot or at gmail dot com. Uh, please like, subscribe, uh, and uh, let us know how we're doing. We love you guys. We appreciate all the subscriptions. Thank and you. downloads. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. This was a cool episode. Really yes, fun. It was. This show was awesome. Dedicating this episode to Fayo. Uh, this was Fayo's <laughs> recommendation, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and I feel and like honestly, I missed you. the mark on this Thank one. But no, no, no. We nailed it. <laughs> Lots of people are talking about it. Uh, really, really fun. But like always, my name is Randy. I'm Naughty. No Fayo. Hey, stay haunted. Stay haunted.